Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 323. We talk about E3 on 323. Is that kind of... Oh, yeah. I like when that kind of coincides sometimes. Rhymes. Yeah. There's rhymes. Rhymes with the same word. Yeah. Three and 23. I guess that's not a rhyme. It's just the same word. No, but we did get into some of the video games. Uh, there were a couple cool announcements, and there's some things I was like, eh. Yeah. I liked a bit of it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then reviewed some books, Mr. Miracle and Thor. Classic man. And I kind of went off boozing a book and just reviewing <laughs> the book and forgetting the booze. But that's in there as well. Uh, some of the Comcast merger, uh, yep. we have billions uh, in many different areas and places. Yep. Some uh, return franchises from our youth. I'm actually, I w- we should have talked a lot more of that. Maybe I'm going to do that in next week's episode because both those franchises i loved as a child uh yeah so with that uh grab a cold one and enjoy drunk on comics podcast episode 323 everybody have fun tonight To, uh, and no one's going to understand nope. what, what that meant. Just going to leave it at that. Uh, I have to explain the good half hour I feel that I put into trying to get a fucking fly out of the studio. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it the one that's still flying around my head from time to time? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Damn it. Like, I chased this fucker out of this room. And then I couldn't find a fly swatter, so I took my, my clipboard, kept trying to whack it. Yeah. But, like, it didn't hit it, but then the gust of wind would blow it farther away. Ah. And then I go, I, the one, whatever one that's in here now, then, now that I see it darn around, uh, yeah, this, the other one was loud buzzing. Oh, was it like a big house fly? Yes. Ah. Like, so much so that you, like, I feel like the microphone would have picked it up. Oh, my and God. It that kind of would have been super funny, though. I kind of almost wanted to, <laughs> but then I'm like, that would be annoying as fuck. Yeah, every once in a while, you would just heard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's going to sound really great in everyone's ears. Yeah, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the decibel levels of this thing where you just did clap marks. <laughs> Everyone just ripped off their headphones. Yeah. All right, so they listened to the first minute yeah. of the show, and then <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, but uh, yes, uh, another another good week. Yeah, we have uh, some E three stuff. Uh, let's save that for newsy time. Yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah. into uh, books. Booky time. Booky booky time. I'm gonna go first because you have a lot. How about I? I'm just going to go first. Okay. Because I'm ready. Because I really like this book. Actually, I'm very excited about this book. So I picked up Plastic Man number one. And I've always been like a peripheral fan of Plastic Man. I just think he's really funny. I've never truly known who Plastic Man was, except for wanting to find out. I mean, it's... The internet is great when you want to learn yes. things, especially about superheroes, because then you can see all the stats and everything. Back in the day, you had to find trading cards and shit like that. 
or get the like omnibuses for different right. uh, yeah different companies and finding out how powerful of a person that he is 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 like that's cool right. I like finding super powerful uh, heroes and then also finding out that he was a, a criminal too was yes. also interesting but I've learned more about him through the terrifics. DC's Fantastic oh, right, Four group. He's in, yeah, he's in that. He's Mr. Fantastic in it, so... Um, so this is written by the Gail Simone. So you know it's going to be good. Um, and then the artist is Adriana Mello. So let me just start with this cover. Because I, <laughs> nobody else can see it but Tony. But it's a great... I think it's a great throwback cover. You don't see covers with words on them, like word blooms mm-hmm. on them anymore. You used to see it all the time. They would just put dialogue on the front cover of the book and it didn't have anything to do with what was going on inside the book most time she doesn't say what she says on the cover inside the book anywhere but anyway that's what drew me in to the and the big giant plastic man graphic on the front Uh, because i think he's goofy looking (laughs) (laughs) so the plastic man's name is eel like that's his i don't know if that's his given name but that's what he goes by, is Eel. Um, and he was a gangster, pretty much. Uh, and they go a little bit into his backstory in this, where they talk about how he was on a heist, um, and it went wrong, and a container of chemicals ended up getting shot and covered him, and he had been shot, and they all thought he had died, so they or was dying, so they threw him out of a car, um, but it turns out, obviously, he didn't die. He just became Plastic Man. So he's one of those superheroes made by chemicals, which you see a lot in the DC universe. <laughs> um, but he's the the crew that he was involved with and the type of person he is is very much like those wise cracking New York, like specifically written for the movies type gangsters, where they're violent, but they're also like they're tropes. They're definitely gangster tropes. They're not anything past that in this book. Um, and they beat the shit out of him in the beginning of this book because they thought he was dead and he's not. So they beat him up. <laughs> I don't know what the reasoning behind that is. Um, but you get to the end of the, the scene in the beginning where they're kicking the shit out of him and this little kid, and this is when I realized I was really going to like this book, this little kid walks up and he's basically like, oh man, they beat the crap out of you. That's so wang. And then they have a little bit of a conversation and the kid goes, three on one, that's totally wang. And the kid starts walking away and he goes, wait, what is wang, or is wang a good thing? Does it still mean penis? And you flip to the next page and he's popping off as plastic man and he exclaims something and then he goes, that's so wang. And he just keeps using the word wang throughout the entire book. And to me, it sounded like the kid was using it as a negative, but he totally turns it into like, that's so cool. So whenever something's good, it's totally wang. And when something's bad, he's like, that's not wang. Are you going to start using that in real life (laughs) now? So wang. Tony, you're so wang. You take it how you feel like it. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's him so far, like he's, He's picking his life back up. So this must have been, like, right after the incident happened. And he still considers the people in this this mob group his friends. Like, he still thinks they're his friends. And he's still not a big fan of superheroes. 
and he works at a strip club where the ladies are all dressed like superheroes called superiors, which I thought was kind of funny. That would actually, well, no, I was going to say, in those worlds it would make, I was going to say, it could almost make a niche somewhere, yeah. but I don't really think that would be continued business or why... Or or know. the lawsuits and well, yeah. I'm saying in our world. Oh of... yeah, the lawsuits for sure. <laughs> the but the thing is, is you when you look at like the in, they they show you some scenes of inside the strip club. They're nothing graphic. It's a DC book. Um, <laughs> they there are men and female dancers. So like there ha- there's this whole scene where these two people are dancing at the same time, and it's Batman and Catwoman. I did find that kind of weird, because what strip club does that? I know, but I just thought it was funny, because, like, the the wedding's coming up, right? So you got Batman and Catwoman stripping together. Um, But, basically, the way this book starts, or the way this, the, the synopsis of this whole first book was him getting the shit beat out of him, and then trying to figure out what this mob group's next step is. Because even though he still considers them his friends, he knows they're bad and he wants to stop whatever it is that they're doing because he's trying to redeem himself now that he has these powers. Um, And he gets this... Well, first of all, he finds one of them to try and figure out what's going on as Plastic Man because they don't know that Eel and Plastic Man are the same person. So he finds one of them. Doesn't he, though, look the same from what he did before? (laughs) I mean... How would... I mean, you got those goggles on, right? You're really <laughs> stretchy. Why would you put those two things together? <laughs> I mean, I guess I do. Uh, there was something that I saw a real life um, explanation, like, you know, with uh, Clark Kent and having the glasses on and everything, where we always see that we already we know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was like before and after um, pictures of some celebs. Mm. Um, I think uh, Zoe Dashnell or whatever. Where she didn't have bangs or her glasses or something, and that she looked like a totally different person. Yeah. And someone had commented, and I, I even was like, "There's, that's no way that's her." But then you find out that really was her at some award show and everything. So, yeah, I guess when you're not looking, but also if you're in the world of superheroes, though, I'd be judging every fucker. Like I'd be like, familiar somehow, Facebook recognition, right? right. Uh, but my favorite part of this whole interaction, when you find the first of all, you see him bouncing around the city as a ball, right? Because that's how he likes to get around. <laughs> Plus, he turns himself into a car at some point in time, too. It's just, he's funny. Like, what the fuck? It's so cool. His power is super cool. He does way better things with it than the elongated man or Mr. Fantastic ever thought of doing. Um, but he finds this mobster, and uh, he, was t- he was talking about how, having been part of this team, he knew that you had to find out or you had to use what they feared against them. As a man, you have to figure out what this man is afraid of and then use that against him. So he turns into Wonder Woman. Like, I would say it's definitely like if a drag queen were dressing up as Wonder Woman sort of look going on here. Yeah. But it's... <laughs> it's just really funny that that's what he chose. I thought he was going to turn into like Batman or something. I had the hint on the page before that he was going to turn into some sort of superhero. And the fact that he chose Wonder Woman, I thought, was super hilarious. <laughs> but you can see his hand, too. Like, it's not separated from the staff that he's holding. It looks yeah. fucking weird as fuck. Um, That's what, he's got to, you know, mold his plastic yeah. body. <laughs> so he finds out the information that he needs. And, and at the end of the book, they get to this point where this other mobster calls him and, and 
is trying to get Eel, calls Eel, and is trying to get him to come help him. He's afraid. Somebody's, something's there to get him. And he can't figure out, Plastic Man can't figure out whether it's a setup or whether this man is really afraid. He shows up there and the guy's dead and he, or dying, and he asks him who did it. And the guy writes J-L-A in blood on the wall, which means somebody from the JLA killed him, which is not JLA-like at all. Or Joker's like <laughs> ass. But it also, he it, he also gets blamed for it. The cops show up and Eel gets blamed for this murder. Some ladies outside saying, it was him. He's the one who killed my neighbor. So he's getting set up hard. Um Right before that, he he meets a woman who's trying to get him to help uh, her by trying to get him to join this cabal uh, because he's an unknown person with powers because he's new. He just developed his powers at this point. And when she shows up at his at his apartment, he's in bed and she just pops up. Is he the bed as well? Well, (laughs) he's not the bed. But he's like, can you, I'll get up, but can, I don't have any clothes on. Can you turn on? She's like, I'm not taking my eyes off you. So he gets out of his bed and he pops a six pack and she's like, oh my. And he's like, oh, I can do a 12 pack too, if you'd like. (laughs) And then she's still, he's like, oh, oh, I know what you're looking at. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, the whole thing was just super funny and not an over-the-top sort of way or like a wall-breaking sort of way like Deadpool is, but definitely along those same lines. Um, I, I, it's a, it's a six-issue miniseries and I'm totally going to stick in with it the whole time um, because I, it's just too funny not to keep going. Uh, I think the next, oh, Man Bat shows up in the next one. So oh, I haven't the, seen Man Bat in a I know, while. that's going to be an interesting interesting scenario so definitely pick this up you know he's gonna turn into batman then (laughs) i know it's it's super fun and it's funny and it's light a lot of dc stuff tends to you know go into the darker arenas there's not a lot of fun books in the dc universe in my opinion so if you want something fun and dc then i would definitely pick this one up all right and if you want something uh completely opposite (laughs) Pick up Mr. Miracle, number nine, <laughs> and the whole fucking series. It's, I, uh, Tom King has become one of my favorite writers. Have been loving him on Batman, and he, vis, his vision, he's just, uh, he's a world builder. Right. And I used to think that no one could really beat Hickman and his run on Fantastic Four, but Tom King is also just one of those people. Jason Aaron is also one of my favorites uh, with Thor, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But Mr. Miracle, Scott Free, someone that I never, ever really knew about before starting to read these books, which I wish these books would come out sooner. I want to finish this story. Yeah. This is a 12-issue series. Well, you know, he's series. Like, Tom King is writing a lot of stuff right now. Yeah, that is true, but I also know that they are three months out, so you know they already have yeah, the last three that's true. done. The story so far, like, it's such a perplexing story that I don't even know at what point in time this takes place, because there are some people that are dead that aren't really dead in the main mythos, but then maybe they are because they haven't really shown up. There's, you know, a war with Apocalypse, um, and Darkseid is, you know... This one takes place with the negotiations. So we've seen them going to war. We've seen 
uh, Scott Free and Big Barda have a baby, mm-hmm. uh, which was also a really cool thing. It everything about th- this book is great, but it is fucking dark, especially when you you learn how how he was raised on apocalypse and the shit he had to go through it's it's heartbreaking when you see him trying to be this hero but then you see the vulnerability vulnerability yes there you go i i can use words sometimes sometimes that just makes this such a dynamic book however there is one thing that was fucking hilarious and it was when they were going to take a piss down this giant piss well. And there's a whole conversation. How do ladies use that piss well? That's what I want to know. Uh, right around the, the other panel, there's like a, a just a seat that yeah. just hovers over okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but when they're, when they're taking a pee, uh, this other dude uh, spits. And you're just following this spit wad. For a good like 18, 18 panels, panels yeah. like until it falls on some person that's at the bottom mm-hmm. on their head. And you're following this story, which it comes back uh, later on at the end when they have to take another leak. But it was, it. I was just like, I was looking at how the spit was drawn and, and how it was like twisting and the little... Why I was mesmerized by a you know a loogie being hucked oh, into this gross. thing and the story that the guy was telling is is pretty interesting. Um, a little philosophical on you know a person against their uh, their master, a ch- the press apprentice challenging their master. Which I thought this is where kind of this book is going. I think secretly still, uh, Mister Miracle is. It starts off the whole series with him committing suicide and i think this is all him because he can escape anything right that's his superpower but can he escape uh death and that's where i thought this is all going but this seems to be almost more it's really happening it's not just in his head you know wake up later it was all a dream type shit those are the worst (laughs) but this nine page layout that they've had through this entire series has just been amazing and it's such a uh, task for the artist to do, because if you think about it, really, they're doing full pages for each one of these panels. And if you just made that panel bigger, it could be a full page. There's that much detail in each one of those panels. Very much so. It's uh, it is just incredible how well these pages have come about. And uh Really, Mitch uh, Gerard's did pretty much the pencils, inks, and colors. Um, He's killing it. Uh, I can't remember. I believe he's been doing the whole series. I'd have to look at some of the other issues. But we finally get to... There's always been, throughout this entire series, Dark Side is. And... We finally, in some of the panels, get to see Darkseid finally because they're trying to negotiate. They are uh, the terms of a ceasefire. And with that, uh, Scott even said that he would give up the anti-life equation or whatever or not care about it. And 
that's how much he was willing to negotiate peace uh, between New Genesis and Apocalypse and everything. But then Darkseid came back with a counteroffer saying, no, he'll even take that off the table. He doesn't want that anymore. What he wants is their kid. Mm. And there's the rub. Do you sac- do you give up your kid? Right. Because throughout the series, you learn all the horrible shit that they've had to go through being raised on Apocalypse that you get tormented just hearing that stuff mm-hmm. that you know that the kid's not going to have a good upbringing right. if he becomes, you know, the new ward of, of Darkseid. Would you do that for everyone else? And that's... Most of the times, I'm... I think altruistic is the right term. I'm more of the greater good for right. everything. It's hard when it's your own kid. Yeah. And it's hard when it's your own kid and you know what they're going to go through. And you know that it's bad. Ve- yeah, very bad. And I there it even got to the point where at the end that we... Uh, some of the word bubbles, um, things were saying, you know, thus from a heavy fragment of Mr. Miracle's past... Um, we move to the most exciting and dangerous chapter um, of Mr. Miracle to be. So wait, is all these negotiations, they've happened already? And so we're getting to a point where this story is now? Right. Because obviously this war isn't going on now with, you know, all this shit going on in D.C. And that's right. what I always like knowing, the time yeah. of the story. I don't even need to know exactly, but is this, when there's a major event, is this pre-major event, post-major event? Sometimes is this much further in the past? Is the is kid it, an adult now? Yeah. Is Did it, they give it up and now it's going to come back to kill them? Yeah. Is it in the future yeah. where, you know, there's other weird people coming back mm-hmm. from the dead and everything? Yeah. In this book, though, I cannot not not recommend so highly. It's so good. Just with, like I said, the whole, no, the, the humanity that was lost with everyone and this how evil dark side is it's so wang (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that joke was wang i think it's almost the inflection when you use it like that's wang that's wang (laughs) (laughs) bangerang banger wang That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so speaking of future versions, I also want to briefly talk about Thor number one. There's a bajillion other books that I want to talk about, but we will just go with Thor number one because we know he's got a new hammer. Meow Meow was destroyed. Meow Meow. And everything that's been going on in Thor's life, he's, you know, I guess... He's worthy now, but at the same point... He's got a lot of shit going on. A lot of shit going on. Jane Foster is in cancer recovery, so she's still alive. However, she's not allowed to touch a hammer and become Lady Thor because then that will... Kill her. Kill her. Yeah. It'll, like, stop the process and everything that's going on. Which was funny within here when, when you find out what she's been up to and she's talking to Thor that you get to a point where she just wants to touch the hammer yeah and the way she says it was very sexual in 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 that way it was oh jane oh funny um (laughs) thor is on a mission right now because asgardia was blown up and 
There are people being relocated to uh, Midgard. The Rainbow Bridge is broken. Yeah. It's like almost, as most Thor stories are kind of cyclical, what happens is, you know, Asgard is no more, and then they'll rebuild, and then mm-hmm. they'll be powerful again and everything. So he's searching for all these mystical artifacts from Odin's vault. Mm-hmm. And while doing so, kind of jumping in halfway through just because I have uh, this page open right now, he finds one of them in Atlantis. Yeah. And he's fighting Aquaman. Yeah. Near friend Namor. Namor. Uh, and if you know anything about Namor, even if it wasn't his to begin with, he will never give anything up that is his now. <laughs> and my favorite part of it was he, he just goes, you know, blah, 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 what I have to say is Imperius Rex. And then he goes, all these years, Namor, I still have no idea what that even means. And he goes, it means I'm going to feed your sorry Asgardian hide to the biggest sharks I can find. Oh, then why not just say that? <laughs> uh, God, it was... And what's funny later, too, is then he gets uh, a shark, a dead shark. He, he obviously won the fight and got the artifact. And I love his dog, Thori, the hellhound, because he always wants to just murder murder things. And <laughs> God, it, is, uh, it is one of the greatest additions to uh, the mythos of Thor. But this book was actually pretty long and the greatest two big things that i'm loving right now is he doesn't have a real hammer he has many hammers he doesn't have a mew mew it's it's almost as if uh if you remember from the iron man movie the Mm -hmm. house party protocol where all the iron man arms i mean it's been in the comics too where all the armors just come about and at the beginning when he's fighting the juggernaut and he doesn't have a hammer. He kind of has a telepathic link with one of the, the dwarves who made a hammer. So you're thinking, fine, we're, we're going to see this golden hammer that he was using in the Avengers from a month ago. Mm. That's the one that kind of uh, outlasted because this first hammer, he used it, but it broke. And like, what you right away. Yeah. And what you kind of find out is that the Uru Metal... Uru, Uru, Uru. Uru. Yeah, Metal... The, they, there just isn't any really around to make a full-fledged hammer. So they're supplementing. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a big thing that he's going to be trying to find. But there was the scene where after that one bro- broke, he's like, send the hammers, send them all. <laughs> and all these hammers just fucking fall down. And what I'm getting getting at to see is that there's going to be multiple different hammers. I'm liking that. I'm yeah. hoping maybe there's, a uh, when they start perfecting it uh, a little bit more, Maybe there's some new powers with them. Hmm. Uh, it'd be a cool thing to explore. Sure. Because we have full-fledged Thor now, minus like a good a good hammer. Oh, yeah, he's missing an arm. He's miss, been missing an arm for a while, I though. I know, I know. Uh, which I also think is pretty sweet. But, uh, yeah, I, but the biggest thing with this this book as well is that they have these scenes in the future where you have uh, his three granddaughters. And, I mean, Jason Aaron has done so well with everything Thor for the past, like, four years. I mean, everything. Just Jason Aaron. Everything. Hmm. He does well with everything. Yes. Uh, You have this future uh, uh, Thor who's... He goes down to Midgard because 
he's like the last deity of this universe. Mm. You come to find out this universe is dead. Uh, it's called New Midgard because he created it because he's now the All Father then, and he like I said he has his three granddaughters who, uh, in one of the Thor books they kind of went back in time to see how Thor used to be. Well, they were trying to find Lady Thor, and I think oh, I reviewed that actually. Yeah. But then they came across him, and then they eventually found Jane Foster, and were just giving her encouragement. I love the three uh, granddaughters, but this was a touching thing where he created out of clay this lady jane hmm. to oversee this new midgard so this new this new realm this new earth and he even gave her more life that she lived to be like 275 years and he's like i could keep you living she goes nope i you know i want to go but will i go to heaven he goes there is no more heaven everything there used to be but everything in this universe is now snuffed out and I've, i don't think i've ever seen a marvel future like so that dark well, I mean, there's been dark, but, like, there's there's still kind of an afterlife. Like, like, literally dark, though. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. Like, there is nothing in the cosmos that he can find. He even threw uh, his hammer out there to, to search the heavens to see if there is any other life form outside of this one Earth that he created. And he goes uh, adventuring... And this is the big part where I think it ties into one of the announcements that we had the other last week about Wolverine. What we find is that he found another sentient being in the universe, and it is Wolverine with the fucking Phoenix Force. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he looks straight up uh, like he's some sort of mystical sage. Yeah. In his attire there. And he's even got, like, the Fu Manchu thing going on. I, well, I just love, you know, hey, bub, you know, welcome to the end of time. Hope we brought some beer. Yeah. Like, it is straight up <laughs> still Logan. Yes, with energy claws, it looks like. Yeah, so and that... the fucking Phoenix Force behind him. That's where I think that uh, where, when they're teasing that he's going to have a new power with fire claws, I think that is kind of alluding to this, which, if that is true... I take back all the negative things that I said about Fire Claws. Yeah. That makes unique, interesting story. Sure. I'm still confused about how he can wield the Phoenix Force. But I guess if there's only two beings left. Then... And he secretly got some redhead jeans in him. Oh. Ah, uh, redhead I jeans. I think more like he <laughs> got some of himself in a redhead jean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it also makes sense, too, because obviously he kind of... Not really immortal, but him yeah. living forever and then having the, the Phoenix Force. I could see him lasting this long. Right. I mean, he's not a god, but he would be a god now. It's got me so psyched to read more Thor. Yeah. As well as some of the other tantalizing things that Jason Aaron has posted within some of the other books. I don't necessarily always... Because this isn't canon, then. This isn't going to be the real future right. of the Avengers world and the you know Marvel Universe. But sometimes these are just great mm -hmm. one-off stories that you're like, I'm more intrigued with the journey, not the destination, because we already know it's right. the end of the world, end of time. Right. Great fucking book. Yeah. I I would I would like to know how this happened. I want to have this page. Like, yeah. There's not many it's pages that great. I just want to buy, but that is just badass. Yeah. yeah, it is. Obsessed with the Phoenix Force, though, so you know. <laughs> I thought you were obsessed with Jean Grey. I am, but and the, so anything Phoenix. I do. Uh, well, Jean. I 
specifically love Jean, but it's always interesting to me how they use the Phoenix Force, right? Because Jean is the one true host of the Phoenix. But when they try to go beyond that and what happens, I'm always very interested in how they do that. That's why that intrigues me. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it came out last week or this week. Walking Dead, so still fucking good. Yeah. At least the book still is. Yeah, well, yeah, that is true, too. I had, uh, so this past weekend I was at a music festival, and while staying up super, super late, and just drinking beers, and then, you know, after the main acts go down, everyone's got their, you know, guitars and banjos mm-hmm. and everything, sitting around fires and chatting, and I don't know how it came up, but two different nerdy conversations I had. One person Whoa. was about Walking Dead. And I was explaining the differences and stuff. Oh, because he said something about Lost, which I don't even know what brought that up. And then we started talking about nerdy stuff. And then I was explaining about how the books are so much better. And I was like, everyone says that, but uh, I just, the the show, no. Then there was another guy who I introduced myself, Tony. And literally, the guy, well, the guy goes, oh, that's, you know, it's interesting, you know. And then he wanted to talk to me because my name was Tony. I go, why? But he kind of looked like he was... Tony Stark. He had oh. he had the cha- same Fu Manchu uh, goatee, uh, the hair like, and then he showed me pictures on his phone of when he went and put an arc reactor. Oh my gosh, that's uh, awesome! But he did like a full like bare chest type, you know, yeah. so it was just there, uh, which was really cool. And then we started chatting. So then I showed him mine when I was mm, Iron. Yeah, when you were <laughs> the a, Iron, Man. The Iron Man, and he yeah. thought that was really hilarious. So. That was kind of fun. Oh. I don't know why I just went on that tangent. Oh, because yeah. of Walking Dead. Yeah. That's, the yeah. book's still good. So, do you want to talk about comic news or E3? Let's let's start with comic news because there's less comic news. Let's talk about E3. <laughs> then why the fuck did you ask me what we wanted to do? Because I was hoping you were going to pick asked, me what I wanted. I, Josh goes, let's go out to dinner last night and I was like okay and I named off like five different places he goes and I think I just want a burger and I'm like why the fuck didn't you just say let's go get a burger (laughs) guys are infuriating (laughs) yes we're the ones that never choose anything (laughs) clearly I laid out like five choices for him and I just made a decision just now (laughs) oh um alright alright I'm most I'll, I'll say this uh E3 this year for me, was kind of meh. Yeah. And it was, it didn't feel like it had all the same, you know, punches and pizzazz that past years have had. Okay. And that's just me personally. Now, there were still some cool games that were announced, but it, just most of it was, yeah. like I said, lackluster. Yeah. However, Kingdom fucking hearts three is coming out and that is yes. we my knew that most... we knew that beforehand though yes but that's also more recently uh yes. within the last two weeks was yeah. it yep uh so obviously it was e3 is why they announced it right but we saw some gameplay footage which it just looks gorgeous it looks amazing some of the new worlds uh also look amazing and have frozen in it I'm all about, I'm, yeah. I mean, for as much people give hate for Frozen. I like, fucking love that movie. I watched it every day at the video store. <laughs> <laughs> every day. That and the Lego movie. Every day. I secretly do love the, the Let It Go. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for that game. And so that alone was most of what uh, I was paying attention to. 
Death Stranding still looks so weird, and I have no fucking understanding of it. I didn't even bother watching it because I want to play that game only yeah. to find out what the fuck it yeah. is. I I have no clue, but I'll be playing Norman Reedus with right. the baby attached to him. Well, other than that that this game has been in production for a really long time now, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things too that E three back in the day used to you'd have a, a game announced there. And before, you know, big internet and everything, that's where you would find these, you know, what's coming out. Right. Unless you got, you know, I used to get Entertainment entertainment Gaming Weekly, EGM, mm. mm-hmm. uh, so or monthly. And so, yeah, EGM, why did I say weekly? Uh, and there, there I'd know some more gaming news and everything, too. Right. Now... This the games just are announced way too far in advance. Where it's like, I want to have something tangible now, something yeah. that's going to be coming out. And the only real game that's coming out soon, I mean, January uh, is Kingdom Hearts three, but the only thing really coming out this year is uh, Fallout seventy six. And a lot of people are not happy about this game. They want a full uh, Fallout, mm-hmm. and this looks like it's going to be more of a, I don't even want to say Fortnite, but Fortnite you can kind of construct uh, your your um, things within there. Right. And that's what this is going to be, a multi-shooter uh, uh, type game, and or multiple online game. Yeah, people want a full-fledged, uh, yeah, working right. Fallout game. Sandbox game. Yeah. The and, rest of them are. I'm okay with going in different directions every now and then, as long as they make sure they make some main mm-hmm. games. Uh, I'm definitely interested in this, too, because Fallout's another of those series that I've always loved, and they put a lot of work into the game. Right. But, like I said, it's the only game that is coming out sooner than later. Right. Everything else is 2019. Why not wait till... Well, to be fair, 2019 is only six months away. Okay, well, if you look at that, then also, you know, 20, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 21 is only a couple of years away. Um, so, first off, Microsoft was the only um, gaming company that announced they were putting on a new console. That was actually kind of nice, because I'm so sick of there being a new console every fucking other year. Um... But the thing I... We know, though, that next year all the other ones are going to announce it then. Um, But the thing I thought was the most interesting is they're working on building a game streaming service, which PlayStation has tried to do a couple different times, and it just has not worked out for them. So that, I, I would much rather do game streaming than fucking buying a game anyway. Um, Most of the games that I end up buying now are on Steam. And you download them, and they're not... You don't have to buy a fucking disc that then just sits in your basement for the rest of your life. But you feel like you can't get rid of it, because if for some reason you ever need to reinstall it, (laughs) then you need that disc. Um, I'm also very excited about the game they announced, Cyberpunk 2077. It looks really fucking cool. Um, I love all things Cyberpunk. They're... um, With it being uh, an RPG, they've already announced through the trailer that they put out, which was a really cool, like, hacky-looking trailer with it being cyberpunk. Um, If you really paid attention to the trailer, they basically announced that 
there will be DLC for this game, and it's always going to be free. They're never going to charge for the DLC for this game, which is awesome, and they're never going to do microtransactions. Well, I was going to say, there was a big backlash. Well, not backlash. Well, I guess from the, the consumers, from the public, backlash against EA with all their fucking yep. loot boxes and everything. But even some of the other publishers, mm-hmm. kind of, that was their big keynotes, yep. was like, we're not EA. Like, yep. you know, buy our shit because we're not gonna yep. make you keep paying so much. And that that is great. I'm glad that the rest, because any one of them could have said, well, they're they're making extra money. We can kind of do it. We'll repackage it a little bit and not be the, as, yeah. you know, shitty as them. I'm so glad that they, it's, it's other people learned that better. Lesson. Yeah. Um, also, if you really, also really, really paid attention to this trailer, they were giving away free download codes for their game that they did before this, uh, Witcher Three, which I never played but heard was a fucking amazing game. Um, the other thing I'm very excited about because I've played this game since it was computer only, first person shooter way back in the day. Uh, they announced the sequel to the doom reboot that they did last year i think it was um i fucking love doom i will play any doom game ever put out doesn't matter none of them have been shitty there's some that have only been okay but (laughs) (laughs) uh the new doom game the reboot was awesome and uh, so i'm really excited for the sequel for that play the fuck out of it anything else well there's a super smash brothers game coming out that is also... <laughs> I just dropped that in there. Yeah. Oh, there's a new Super Smash Brothers game. I, I need to get a Switch for more reasons than one. Yeah. Smash Brothers was, like, growing up, that was that was the game to play. Connor and... fucking loves that game to this day. He's played it since he was little. He will still play it today. It's the only game that has stood the test of time with him. Does he have a favorite character? Um, Do you have a favorite character? I usually end up playing Peach. I just love whacking people with that umbrella. <laughs> and doing her little floaty thing. Um, but I'm not very good at that game. I Oh, I also like playing um, uh, Captain Falcon. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, from F-Zero. Falcon Punch! Yeah, I, I like playing him too. Yeah, and Kirby. <laughs> Okay, so you don't have a favorite one. You just no, have a bunch, I have a of, different bunch ones. of different ones. <laughs> I have I have two that I always would Ness or Samus. Mm, Ness, because mm. on the original one you could get his uh, bat, um, and that you could get you know one hits uh, off the screen. And Samus, because I'll charge up the blast, and then mm. when they're kind of close to the edge, uh, blast them out. Right. Now, did you talk about Starlink? We have not said anything about Starlink yet. Well, I know that, but <laughs> were you planning on it? Or... I was going to mention it. I'm not entirely certain what the whole concept of Starlink is, if it's an actual... Because I believe it's an actual game. Yeah, it's a, so it's a it's a fighter-like game. So right. you've... Uh, well, not a fighter game. Fighter pilot kind of game. Right. Almost looks, from what the trailer, uh, when they announced the secret character, it looked pretty much like Star Fox. Right. And, spoiler, uh, Star Fox is in this yeah. game. Exclusive. This which is the is, only game he's going to be in. Yeah, which, well, I mean, if they ever make other well, yeah, Star Fox games. Right, but, like, he's not going to show up in... Smash Brothers? Because right. he's in it. Yeah, well... So, what What are you talking about exclusive? It's what it says! I, A Switch-exclusive playable character. Oh, for the Switch. Yeah. Because Starlink's going to be more than just 
uh, for the Switch. Switch. Yeah, and it is a game where just like the uh, Amoebas or Amiibos. Yeah, the Amiibos um, or like the the Skylanders or the Disney Infinity mm, or anything where you like that. Buy shit at the store, mm-hmm. scan it in, which I always wonder if you could somehow like hack that with code or something. But anyways, you can build like a spaceship where you have the physical model. You can take different wings and physically you can play with this toy, but also you can upload that into the game and then uh, watch it, you know, be playable and go through the shooter and Star Fox. So that means the R wing is going to be one of these things that I kind of really want to buy because I've always enjoyed those games as well. Mm-hmm. So to have kind of like a cool R-Wing model. But right. then also you can up, you know, grade it with cannons and blasters and everything. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, every character ever created for Super... Or used in Super Smash Brothers is going to be in Super Smash Brothers. Except for Waluigi. But did he ever make it into a... Super Smash Brothers game? No, no, he's had, yeah. he's the one. Why people love Waluigi, yeah. I, I don't know. Waluigi! <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why I don't like him. He's annoying as fuck, but... No, Ridley's gonna be in it, though. That's the new character they announced for it from Metroid. The big... And that'll be interesting, because yeah. the big fucking... Dragon. yeah. How does that? I guess maybe they make a new form. And it could be like one of those. You know how reform? they have the big, the big. Um, you can call the, the the super attack or whatever, and it's always like, with with F Zero, it's the the ships like a smash coming tech? through. I don't know that I fucking button mash. Yeah, these well, games. yeah, but if we're... <laughs> <laughs> fucking button mash the fuck out of these games. But then that feels like it's cheating, like Kevin Ridley in there that way. Yeah, that is not a playable character, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another game, too, that uh, I was interested in playing. It looks, It's a fighter game that has, I don't really care about Naruto, but uh, has Death Note mm. and Dragon Ball Z characters that you can battle and fight. Oh, interesting. Because whenever you have... Cross, uh, not platform, but cross like media type, you know, characters. Mm-hmm. The Capcom versus Marvel games, love them because oh, yeah. there's so many different scenarios and thoughts that you never, you know, thought of playing before. I mean, just the Marvel fighting games are always fun too. That's why I think Smash, uh, Smash Brothers is so much fun because you have all these different, you know, Link versus Mario. Right. Where would you ever get that? But this game. Right. So that's another one that I was looking forward to. But, uh, yeah, like I said, you talked a little bit more about what you like because I didn't really have yeah. a lot yeah. from this year. Tony was very surprised that I even had anything to talk about. He gave me the side eye when I said yes. Like, he... <laughs> well, I said I didn't know you were a gamer. no idea. I have definitely gamed less than I used to. I used to play... My favorite game to play was City of Heroes. Did you ever play that game? No, I played Heroes of Might and Magic. So. Oh, City of Heroes was this great online MMO where you fucking made your own superhero and you would fight villains, and then eventually they came out with a City of Villains where you could make your own villain. I heard of that, yeah. It was the best game. Uh, I was briefly obsessed with that. And after playing that and dedicating my life to it, I was like, I can't live like this. <laughs> so, but I still will play a good Tomb Raider or Doom game anytime. 
All right. Well, that's uh, our E3 coverage. Yeah. I was going to have a, I was going to do a separate, originally my plan was to do a separate podcast with one of my buddies who is big, uh, nerdy gamer. gamer. Uh, however, when I was chatting with him at kickball, I go, I didn't feel like there was a lot. He goes, I go, do you have an hour's worth? And I was trying to get him to just come here to chat for, for today. He's like, I really no. He's Nothing. Like, well, he 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 said to mention the PS4 Spider-Man game looks pretty sweet. Yeah, which it does. Uh, did neglect to mention that, but you remembered. Well, Promise yeah. fulfilled. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So it, that kind of yeah. It's... Well, there was there didn't seem to me like there was anything that was like collectively besides Super Smash Brothers, which. They had already teased, so the internet had already collectively lost their shit about there being a new Super Smash Brothers game. Um, there wasn't really anything that was new or exciting. I mean, the Cyberpunk 2077 game looks super cool, but I don't think it's anything... Nobody... There's nothing, sh- like, to lose your shit over. And there was nothing super bad, either, I thought. There was just all a bunch of news. <laughs> it's really... That's all it really was. Yep. Uh, some new, some news that I'm very happy about because it goes back to the nostalgia part in my brain back when I was a kid. Uh, the Max is returning. Sam Keith is uh, pretty much the, uh, a couple of years ago they had like the remastered versions mm-hmm. uh, of the origin. Which the reason why I'm saying two things because there's also going to be an Ian Flux TV show made now. Both of these I had seen on Liquid Television on MTV. Yeah, on Oddities. Yep. Yeah. And the Max, uh, when they did the remastered ones, I was able to pick up and then actually read the book, realizing they did a good job on the cartoon. Uh, the obviously the book is always better, and it was such a a, a trippy comic book. Yeah, the, I, the story is really interesting, and I didn't know anything about it, so I read the brief synopsis of it with this announcement, and it's fucking interesting. It's And it's it's really good. So I am happy to re-explore that world. The other thing with uh, Eon Flux, that uh, was also a really weird, I mean, anime-ish kind of yeah, vibe. For sure. uh, Remember when MTV was good? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember those days? I want my MTV. Um, yeah, I want it back. And, and remember that uh, live action movie? The Aeon Flux one? Yeah. yeah. with who the fuck was in that? Ashley uh, Judd no, and Charlene there. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. Fucking so, terrible. I, I, I love when they take uh, concepts and instead of just going for big budget movies, when you make TV shows, right. so much better, especially when you're taking from, you know, something that has a lot uh, of the story to not condense it into our movie. I think that was part of the reason why that movie it failed. Could be. So they're doing they're doing the remake on MTV. Oh, house. Hi. Host. <laughs> they they're the ones who redid Teen Wolf. I, I guess people love it. Fucking like teenagers love it. And I guess that's their audience. So if it I don't know. I I I would never expect it to be anything close to as good as what the animated version was um nowadays so <laughs> they could surprise me i'll be i'll be happily surprised if that's the case oh man you know when you're saying just you know just around the river bend and like it's almost 2019 
doesn't just remember them. <laughs> I was singing that all weekend at the <laughs> the music festival for other stupid reasons. Uh twenty twenty one I feel so far away. Sure, it's a couple years. And that's when it's, when it's been announced. High school. That's when it's been announced that the new Lord of the Rings uh, series will the, on start HBO? coming out. They said, yeah. "Yeah, no, uh, uh, Amazon. Amazon, yeah, one billion production. Like it's going to be the biggest show ever." But that they're st- so like they're already pre-planning everything right now. But they're not going to start filming for two years and then hopefully be on the air twenty twenty one. That's a long fucking time. That is. That is. And you hope that Amazon television... But then again, I'm like, I don't want to rush it because doesn't. I want it to be good. Right. But, you know, the 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 challenge with that is Amazon Prime is doing well now. Uh, that's three years from now. So... Do you really see Amazon Prime going anywhere else? I mean, their shows... They, to me, for their streaming service, is not as successful as, say, like a Hulu or a Netflix. They have some really great shows on there. Don't get me wrong. I watched the fuck out of a bunch of them. Um, in terms of like a cult following or like people who are obsessed with it, I think the numbers are way lower. Well, they just saved the expanse, so I you have those. About that. That's a good fucking show. Yeah. They have uh, the Tick. That's that, a good that's, fucking yeah, show. Yeah. I'm uh, not saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. In ter- Orphan if Black. You're gonna like compare, they have a lot of. If you're gonna compare, they have. Did you say Orphan Black? Yeah. Well, that was a BBC original. Yeah, but they import it here for right. us. Um, it's the only place to stream it, really. In terms of like comparing it to the money, I guess. And I know Amazon's got a lot of money. But in terms of like production and stuff like that, I feel like Netflix and Hulu are ahead of them. So you just hope that, that it doesn't ha- nothing bad happens in the time being, I guess, is all I'm saying. It's technology. You just fucking never know what's going to fucking just go away one day. That's true. Well, speaking of uh, shows being saved, uh, your your heroes uh, over at Amazon <laughs> saved Lucifer. Was it Amazon that saved them? Yeah. But it was Netflix. No, uh, I believe it was Amazon that... Could be. Oh, no, now you have me confused. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying this shit on Amazon is bad. I like it. I love Mozart in the Jungle. That show is great. What? <laughs> Mozart in the Jungle? It's a fucking great-ass show. I also really liked Fleabag. That was another one that was very good. What is that about? Fleabag? Yeah. It's about this girl who um, basically is a piece of trash, and she can't figure out why her life keeps going badly, but it's because she's a total piece of trash. Right. It's really funny. It's British. You you were right. Netflix right. got the fourth season. Ha-ha. Guess I don't pay attention. Uh. <laughs> you. The funny thing is, is you said Netflix to me at the beginning of the show. That's the only reason I knew this, <laughs> is because you said it before we started recording. Yeah, but then I'm like, well, Amazon is doing this and this. Let's <laughs> let's give them this bone to <laughs> stick it to lens and. Yep. They're doing way more than uh, <laughs> than all these other ones. Oh, uh, so did you hear about the the offer from Comcast? Um, for Fox shit? Yeah. I haven't heard any updates. So, well, I mean, there hasn't been a decision, but they have formally then offered. The original offer from Disney was $52.4 billion. That is an extreme fucking number. That's a lot of money. But as we explained before, that's 
a, a lot of that is stock. Yeah. In, in Disney. Disney. Oh, this is so terrible. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that money will keep going up. Yeah. However, cash is king. Right. Who has sixty billion fucking dollars cash? That is nuts, and that Comcast is what Comcast. Is sixty billion. Yeah. Wait, how much was Disney offering? Fifty-two point four billion. Oh. Yeah, th- those numbers are way more than you probably were thinking that they were going I for. Right. My brain kept hearing million. <laughs> <laughs> billion is fucking crazy. Nothing at Fox is worth that much money. <laughs> yeah, I. That's I, that's just nuts. That. A billion is unfathomable to me. Damn it, Comcast. If you have that much money, fucking fix your internet. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Do that first. Assholes. Oh, so, yeah. I, I heard something, too, and I should probably, before starting internet rumors, relook into it. I had thought, though, I'd heard that because of the way Marvel, like, the reason why Marvel has gotten some of their other properties back, because... When one company goes under or sells, they those properties then will go back to the original holders, being Marvel. Right. So I've also heard that, for the most part, uh, when Fox does sell regardless, those those franchises will won't go, back. go. Yes. And I'm not 100% sure on Could that. Because be, the deal was with Fox, and if they sell, they're not technically yeah. Fox anymore. Yeah. Um, I would love for this podcast to start a rumor. I would love for this to see posted on the internet later this week and knowing that we were the source of it. <laughs> it make me feel really good about our podcast. <laughs> did you uh did you ever uh watch Gargoyles? Yes, I did. Not as much as you probably did, I'm guessing. But I did watch it. I have wanted to have a live-action Gargoyles show, movie, yeah. come out. Jordan Peele wants to do it. I'm. That is what has me the most excited. I think it'll be, it could be amazing. Yeah. From what I've heard, though, is that uh, Disney doesn't have any plans right now for that franchise, so it's kind of a, a no on their part, but they're also like, how do we say no to him? Yeah, no shit. So it's one of those things of, that is a very real thing, but whether it comes to anything or not, it it's up yeah. in the air. I want it to happen, even if it's not him doing it. I want someone to make this. Yeah. But then again, yeah, I think Disney right now is mainly Marvel and uh, Star Wars right now, so maybe they just don't they don't want to have another giant competing franchise, which I think they know, so they're saving it for when finally there's hero fatigue or anything like that that they can finally be like oh we have this that you guys will love you know jonathan frakes still looks pretty good for his age so you could totally get him to reprise his role (laughs) (laughs) oh and speaking of though uh you know superhero fatigue uh just uh, the other day avengers did finally pass the two billion mark so not that we were thinking it wouldn't right but it's one of only three, uh, or joins three other movies, Avatar, Titanic, and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Now, it lost by a day to overtaking the quickest, mm. which Avatar had accomplished that. All right. 
I wish it would have beat Avatar, but uh, not everything needs to come up Marvel you know, for first place. Avatar, did, Marvel Avengers came out in a. Did it have a 3D version or was it just IMAX? Eh, I think everything nowadays has a 3D version. Because Avatar was not only was Avatar a good movie, but it was like one of the first like real 3D movies. So I think that's almost not even fair. Well, that's the only way that you could see it. So for money wise, yes. But then you have to think about too though. There's a lot less, you know, IMAX 3D type movie right. projectors. So, yeah, there's still a shit ton of people getting in the seats for Avatar. Right. But there's still a shit ton of people getting in their seats for Infinity War as well. Yeah. God, I can't wait till till next year. I'm so excited. I think that was even something that I was drunkenly talking at the fire Probably. pit last night too. Why wouldn't you? Oh, um, yeah, I think that's a. About it. Oh, uh, I guess one last weird news. So, uh, Leah Thompson is trying to pitch a new Howard the Duck movie. Oh, my God. I can only imagine it's because she really kind of wants to be part of everything. And yeah. Since her being... I just don't see... I mean, I could see her being an older... I mean, she. I had a crush on her back in the day. And I always wondered how Howard and her made it work. <laughs> Duck penises are weird. <laughs> you know what's funny is I think almost everyone in the world now knows know. that like it's not an interesting fact anymore it's just a well known fact yeah. in the world because everyone has googled that shit and goes wow that's so true <laughs> uh, do you have anything else um, the only thing uh, I really have to add is there is a new comic book push publisher indie publisher coming out um, going to be called Ahoy. Ahoy. Yep. yep. And it's actually going to be like, there's a lot of comic alums who are joining, uh, this, uh, publisher. Uh, the interesting thing about it, cause new indie publishers pop up all the time. They come and they go, um, good ones stick, but this one is going to be different in that they're formatting their comics as, uh, magazines. So not only will it have like full, full comics in it. In addition to that, there's going to be smaller, like one-page comics. There's going to be prose stories in it as well. Um, they already have uh, fucking Grant Morrison, who's writing launch stories for both of the premiere comics that they're doing out of this. So I think I think it's an interesting new way to repackage comics to give people more than what they're used to getting. And if, I guess if you're going to be a new publisher, you're, you're, there's going to be something special that you're going to want to do to get people to come to your comics. So I'm interested. It's very much reminds me of the zines that used to come back way back in the day. And I'm a big fan of those. So I'll pick them up just to, just to see. And you know, if it fucking launches into space and becomes the next big hot thing, then I'll have the number ones for both of them. And I'll be, be rich someday. Be so weighing. <laughs> So, bang! <laughs> I do have one other thing. Uh, so, uh, Warner Brothers has announced that they are having an initiative to relaunch Looney Tunes. So, next year, they have, they're talking about having a thousand minutes worth of content that's going to be uh, across multiple platforms, like uh, whether it's streaming or mobile devices and television. Uh, weird thing. The, the cartoons are going to be ranging anywhere from one minute to six minutes, so just like the old cartoons. And I'm happy for more Looney Tunes. Yeah. I've always loved yeah. anything 
That's one thing Warner Brothers has done right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. They need to stick with that kind of style. Yeah. Their animation is it good. It is. They're, and yeah. That, that's the key there. Because even their DC animation stuff is the shit. So. Yeah. Stay away from live action yes. everything. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, booze in a book this week is prelude to the wedding. Uh, it's Batgirl versus Riddler, part three of the prelude books. And so far, these books have been really great. Uh, it's been exploring one of the Bat family versus one of the iconic villains. Uh, and you, and it's they're self-contained, but they kind of have an epilogue at the end that you kind of see why some of these baddies are going towards or why things are happening. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the Joker, which, holy shit, the last actual Batman book uh, that came out last week, or previous week, Joker showed up. Holy fuck. Uh, that was crazy. But anyways, this one in particular, Batgirl versus the Riddler. And it was very interesting because he, uh, he sent her on a chase. And knowing that she's technologically smart and everything, he did everything analog. He did tapes for her. And he hid four people, kidnapped four people, that you then find out, you know, one was a... A florist one was a dj so it all has like kind of this uh mm, wedding vibe yeah, yeah one was a priest and she has to and then when she gets to the next spot you know she solved the riddle or whatever she puts in the next cassette tape so you have kind of like the communication of almost the riddler talking to her because he almost he knows how smart she is and that's one of the things that he feels that he's never done before is really tested her her might and brain power but it's funny because when she's doing things, it's him talking as if, and I already know that you're going to do this. So, like, he's almost kind of, like, setting the scene mm -hmm. with her listening to it, you know, and what she's going, which it's, you know, comic book magic and how you write that. Right. But what the more intense thing was, he starts getting into where he's feeling, uh, oh, Zordon. Is <laughs> he's that you calling. Again? We better hurry up. It's been quite a while since I've uh, not turned off I my... I it was uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> so not that long ago. <laughs> Two episodes ago. Yeah, Anyone funny. listening is like, just listen to that last episode. Yeah. Liar, Tony. <laughs> uh, no, what I love the most about this is that he's going on about how he's always been able to answer questions, and he can't believe, though, that Batman is marrying a criminal. It's unfathomable. It's... It blows his mind, and, and it's within that that he starts questioning other things, and will he ever find love? Mm. And he loves Batgirl's mind. Oh. He's in love. Oh. And there's, there's a part where he's hoping that maybe even, you know, she will love him. Now, granted, he escapes and everything, and it, it sets up for the, the next uh, overall story arc, but I'm like, wow, that could be interesting i'd like to see a batgirl riddler i mean i wouldn't see them ever happening no. but him being like a big stalker to her i'm pretty sure he's a lot older than her too yeah but, creepy, but it would well the creepy factor because of what it would be like yeah. him stalking her would be a good story it would be and very current uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes and more with one that just didn't say that oh so, oh, and I should probably, instead of just reviewing the book, <laughs> the booze. And the booze for that booze in a book is? Uh, none other than Riddler IPA from Forest City Brewing. Uh, it's a great IPA, and the Riddler is 
honestly one of my favorite Batman bad guys, mainly because I love riddles. Yeah. Uh, harking back to when I first read The Hobbit and those riddles and mm. then getting a riddle book and everything. And so, like, I will say, and he even said it in one of the riddles that he goes, he was kind of stretching it there. These ones weren't as great as as the War of Riddles and Jokes when he had some in there that were more unique. For a person like me has who has read a lot of riddles, whenever he does them in the book, I kind of kind of already know the answer. I just love this. It's like Tony's just like, yeah, I've read a lot of riddles. Like I feel like you should put that on a resume. <laughs> <laughs> what skills. Are your, what are your special skills? Well, I can type at. 85 words per minute, and I have read a lot of riddles. I can tell you what's in Bilbo's pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, summer is upon us. It is. Uh, stay cool. I have a quote for us. Oh, you do? I do. Ready? Yeah. This quote is going to have... You'll get it. Uh, success isn't about the end result. It's about what you learn along the way. Vera Wang. <laughs> <laughs> You just typed in Wang in Google, but turned on your safe for work filter. I was like, Wang quotes. I was like, this isn't going to be good. Oh, no, this is fine. Oh, stay thirsty for Wang. Oh, no.